you might think you're the biggest Metroid fan around, but I might say that Maddie Myers has something to say about that. She recently published the Peace in Space EP, a three-track album in which she channels her deep love of the Metroid series into a series of songs that she's been working on for a long time and then finally got around to recording and mastering and getting out into the world on her Bandcamp page. Uh, you might be familiar with Maddie's name because uh, we actually had a conversation on the site uh, previously in which we talked about cosplay and how that kind of interacts with theater and how that uh, works into different conventions. Uh, but this time, uh, I wanted to chat with her about her new EP, uh, which you can pick up for yourself at maddiemyers.bandcamp.com. There'll be a link to that in the comments. But we cover how she came to discover the Metroid series, why it stuck with her for so long, why you know even her Twitter name is called Samus Clone. It's clearly a, a franchise that has uh, a deep uh, resonance uh, for her and a lot of other people. So we dig into that and how that ended up producing the Peace and Space EP. And you know what? I'll just turn it over to our conversation. So, well, con- congrats on releasing the, the EP. That's awesome. Thank you. I finally put it out. I obsessed about it for years and then finally released it. <laughs> so let's, let's, let's back up there then. Like, why don't, you know, for, for folks that aren't aware, what exactly did you just publish in, in the last 24 hours? I published a three-song EP, which stands for Extended Play for Music People who already know that sorry that i repeated it um <laughs> it, although it is one, it's one of those terms that we sort of take for granted it, yeah well it's also a term that we don't really think about anymore because um it's like an old school word like album where you're like nobody's thinking about an album anymore but um it's digital uh and it's on Bandcamp. um but the reason why i would be on giant bomb talking about it is because <laughs> all of the songs in the ep are inspired by the metroid universe basically it's written in character as samus aaron and their three songs sort of loosely based on super metroid um but they could really be set in any metroid game because there are a lot of parallels between the metroid games um so there's a song about the very suit there's a song about ridley and then there's a song about samus and her journey and um yeah so i i started writing them in 2011 and then abandoned them for a while because I thought it might be the nerdiest thing I'd ever done and that I should never show them to anyone. <laughs> Given the fact that our last conversation was about, you know, the cosplay universe. I know. Like, I really, I really, I, it, it says something about how you view your stuff. I think that's this for you might the line. be, I, I don't know. This, you can, you can tell me as an unbiased <laughs> observer of my life, whether or not you think this is the nerdiest thing I've ever done, but I think it might be. Um, I think writing songs in character as Samus and then uh, putting them on the internet is actually, it may, I may have peaked. I may have done the most obscure, ridiculous thing ever. You can just um, unplug your internet cord now. Because <laughs> I know. I, I don't it. know. But um, people seem to be enjoying them. And it has been interesting to hear from people who think that it matches their interpretation of Samus because she for so long was this silent protagonist and um we all kind of have our own interpretation of what she might be thinking or saying and obviously i'm putting words in her mouth with these songs so they're my interpretation of what she would say but some people are like this really isn't how i see samus so that's been that's been really interesting to see in the past 24 hours <laughs> I mean, that's certainly a super interesting th- part of 
the Metroid series in general, especially if you look at the arc of uh, the franchise and when they decided to start injecting more story and more characterization uh, into the character, you know, they got into all sorts of trouble with other M uh, in terms of, I think, what was given to be sort of the more popular interpretations of the character and then sort of the things they took away from her in other M and, and games where they've tried to really specifically characterize her, uh, you know, stuff that wasn't present in the earlier games. Yeah. I mean, I, well, okay. As a Metroid nerd, <laughs> let's talk about that for a second. So the thing about other M is that it's actually based on a manga that came out in 2004. Um, that was canonical, but it wasn't, released in English, I don't think. There's a fan translation online that I read um, in 2010. And uh, that... I think I read it actually before that because because Other M came out in 2010 and I read mm-hmm. it before Other M. So I'd already read this manga. And um, that manga is part of what they used, part of what Sakamoto used to make Other M's story. And um, I think a lot of people don't know this manga exists. And it's a weird story because the manga... The manga version of Samus, at least the the second half of it, is not the version of Samus that I think most people would like. It's the version of her that's in Other M. It's the version of her that has a panic attack every time she sees Ridley, right? She's got severe PTSD, and um, it's been untreated, so far as we can tell, in Other M. And um, it, it's like this intense problem for her that she's still coping with, even as an adult woman. And I, I think a lot of people were uncomfortable about that because it's a, it's kind of a weird choice to to take this famous female character, who's like been involved in sort of a space military, as it were, but like for some reason she can't deal with this battle, and um, when we've seen so many male characters who can, mm-hmm. but uh, and. The the thing is though that that unfortunately was already a part of Samus's canon. Um, and when I first read the manga, I didn't really, I, I wasn't really thinking about gender yet. I was still going through my, my phase of being completely unknown on all of those issues. Sure. <laughs> um, cause it was, I was, I was a little younger. And, uh, so I just read the manga and was like, okay, cool. You know, that's one interpretation of sound. It's not really my interpretation, but I didn't really think about the implications of that. And, um, then as I played, more and thought more about it and read about Samus and about other female characters and kind of in 2011 when I was writing the songs I was kind of like well what is my interpretation of Samus and what what is it about the way that Sakamoto has written her versus the way that other people who have written other Metroid games have written her and like what parts of Samus do I like what parts of her do I think don't really match how I see her and um I, I mean, it's kind of weird because the version of her that I've written in these songs is not, doesn't exactly line up with the canon now, right? I mean, because <laughs> I have this song about Ridley where Samus is able to fight him and um, presumably has been treated for PTSD in a meaningful way, even though the quote unquote real Samus hasn't been, right? Right. I mean, that's that's a that's a tricky situation. I, I mean, I... I I think you're probably familiar with like the fan term headcanon. Mm-hmm. 
I, I mean, that's that's how I would describe this is is it's like my fan fiction about Samus. My my headcanon of Samus is is that Samus, um, after being adopted by the Chozo, had a completely supportive family in them and grew up to become a strong person as opposed to being neglected by them. I mean, if, if anybody wants to go seek out the manga, um, it's it's really interesting to read, even if you don't agree with where they take Samus in it. Um, but it's I would say her relationship with the Chozo in the manga is not is not an ideal one, in my opinion. Um, I I would hope that she would have had a more supportive existence. So I I guess it's like I I just think it would be interesting to tell Metroid in another way. <laughs> so I have so you basically took it into your done hands. that. I have done that. I have decided to do that. And I hope Nintendo doesn't sue me. <laughs> <laughs> so what what changed between the time where you you put the songs down and said, "I this is this is too much even." Oh, know, it's since twenty eleven. Yeah. Um. Well, okay. I mean, I I recorded scratch tracks of them, which is like just a way of saying I recorded the most basic possible versions of the songs, like just piano and singing, and I was kind of like. Uh, this is a really silly thing. And I didn't I didn't even show them to anybody at that time. I just kind of started it and I was like, no, this is the stupidest thing. <laughs> I'm not I'm not really sure. I'm not really sure what made me think that. I guess because nobody's ever done something like that that I had ever seen. And um in recent years, actually, a lot of people have done stuff like that. It probably because music recording has gotten easier and easier and putting up music online has gotten easier in the past decade, for sure, in the past five years, definitely. Um, but um, in 2011, I was doing a lot of theater as well, which I talked about on the other show that we did. Mm-hmm. And um, I was in a couple different like community theater things in Boston, and I was like, oh, it'd be cool if I wrote a whole stage production of Super Metroid, and it would be like my interpretation, but it would be all these characters, and I could stage it and write all, write all this music for it and maybe do like a rock opera of Metroid. And then I was like, oh, no, I would get sued immediately. <laughs> <laughs> I could never do that. Um, but I already wanted, I, I still wanted to do it, so I started writing the songs anyway. And um, at that time, I was like, oh, it'd be really cool to have, like, a Mother Brain song, and, like, she could sing uh, this, like, operatic rock song, and, like, it'd be cool to have, like, a huge Ridley puppet. And, like, I had all these ideas, and I still do, obviously. Um, but And at that time, it seemed a little more possible because I was doing all this theater, and um, then I started to realize that Nintendo would sue me. <laughs> and I was also in a rock band um, called the Robot Knights, and we just do original music that doesn't have copyright infringement issues. So I just kind <laughs> the of... The easier route. Yeah, <laughs> the normal route, what normal people do, which is not write songs about Metroid. Um, and so I just kind of focused on writing other music and doing plays and just doing other things for a few years and sort of forgot about my Metroid musical idea for a bit, even though I had recorded a couple songs and I still had all my sheet music that I'd written up um, with ideas. And so then that kind of sat around for several years. And um, eventually, Elizabeth Simmons, who's this cartoonist, um, she writes she writes cartoons for everyone, but mostly Kotaku is probably where people have seen her. Yeah, people cartoons. probably know yeah, the uh, the Peter Molyneux one that she did from GDC, yes, where yes. he was holding an orange. <laughs> She's also yeah. responsible for the you know uh, upcoming amazing. Uh, <laughs> uh, what's the tagline on her T-shirt? Gaming's feminist Illuminati yes, T-shirts. Exactly. Yes. Um, 
Yeah, so she's very funny. And she puts out these independent zines called It's Just a Game. And the theme of the zines is always, well, it's never just a game to anyone. Games are extremely meaningful to all of us and sometimes in sort of absurd, embarrassing ways. And it's kind of funny how meaningful games can be to us. And these zines, I mean, she produces them at a loss. Like they never sell enough copies for her to make a profit, or at least they haven't yet, but they're always really cool. Like a literal paper zine arrives in the mail that she's printed herself. That's amazing. Um, It is amazing. And so she was like, I've got a lot of submissions for It's Just a Game, number three, but I I'd really like to have some weird stuff this time. (laughs) (laughs) So she went to you. No, I went to her because she was tweeting and she was like, I don't know what else could be in my zine besides comics and articles, but it would be cool if there could be something else. And I was like, I think I have an idea for you. (laughs) I made some songs several years ago that are inspired by Metroid and I was never planning to show them to anyone, but it would be really funny if I gave everybody who got your zine a free copy of this album. And I will still do that whenever she finally releases it. I'm not sure when it's coming up, but people should just follow her on Twitter. Um, So people who buy the zine will get a free copy, but you can also buy it now on Bandcamp. Um, and, uh, yeah, so she basically motivated me to do it because I was like, is that a good idea? And she was like, yes, it's a great idea. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, well, how about if I send you the songs because they might be terrible? And she listened to them and was like, no, these are great. And you should definitely re-record them and actually produce them. So, um, that was several months ago. And in that time I, bought a copy of Pro Tools, which I didn't have before. I was just using Audacity. And I learned how to use Pro Tools from YouTube tutorials. And I actually learned how to make electronic drums. I mean, this is like completely ground up. Like I had some experience recording with my band before, but we had always gone to producers who would do everything for us. This was a situation where sort of just like Samus would, uh, I wanted to do every single last piece of it myself if I could, um, (laughs) because it seemed thematic somehow to do that. So I didn't get any help from anyone. I obviously wrote all the songs myself, but then I also recorded and played every single aspect of them myself. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so, um, it took a long time to get them up to snuff because a few months ago, all I had were these like just crappy scratch tracks that I had sent to Elizabeth. And um, obviously that was enough for her to be like, okay, Maddie can carry a tune. This isn't going to be a huge embarrassment for me to publish these. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, they're, they're completely orchestrated now, albeit only with like synthesized instruments. I would have been so cool if I could have gotten a full orchestra, but um, one step the only... Time. Yeah, the only instrument I have is uh, as a guitar, so it has a bunch of different synthesized uh, instruments programmed into it. So you don't have a full orchestra in your backyard. I just don't for these moments. I don't, and also I don't know how to play any other instrument besides piano. So even if I had a violin, I wouldn't <laughs> be able to play it. So that would not be helpful. Uh, I can play the guitar really poorly, so I could have put like one chord in. That would be great. <laughs> one just single power chord over. Yeah, over a single again. chord. I can play a D. Uh, that's it, actually. But yeah, no, I can play the piano pretty well, so <laughs> people can enjoy that. So, how did you encounter the Metroid series uh, initially? Because you know, obviously, you know, you're, you know, a lot of your Twitter name, you know, is Sam's Clone. Yeah, like, it's obviously, Sam's it's something that's near it's something and dear that's to you. Meaningful to me. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, uh, when I was younger, um, 
I pretty much had one boyfriend growing up who I dated for five years because I was a nerd and <laughs> I dated no one and then finally got this one boyfriend and hung on for dear life and um, had had a pretty crappy relationship, to be honest. And then he broke up with me and I had to live alone for the first time because that five years was like high school and then all of college. Right. And then I was still in college and we were living together in an apartment and then he moved out. So I had my senior year of college to finish. I had just started working at the Phoenix doing games journalism during that time, which I still do, obviously. Um, and I was suddenly living alone and like in college and working a job and like, oh, my God, how am I going to continue getting out of bed every day? I'm so depressed. This one person that I have been with for five years is gone. Um, and so... That was actually when I started playing Metroid, which is sort of a coincidence, I guess. Um, before that time, I mostly played like a bunch of other shooters. I was mostly just really into shooters and fighting games like um, Counter-Strike was what I played in high school and uh, Gears of War, Halo, all that other stuff. Mm -hmm. And so I, I didn't play that many games that had female characters in them, but um, I knew Metroid existed and I was just kind of like, well, I guess I'll finally play Metroid. And... Um, it was a really weird time in my life to be playing Metroid because, as most people know, Metroid is a game about a woman who lives alone, who does everything alone, and is completely self-sufficient, in my opinion. That's obviously the narrative of Metroid that I like the best, is the one where Samus has had this traumatic experience in her life, but now she's going to rebuild, and she's going to find the support network that she needs, you know, from the Chozo, and, you know continue living alone and working alone and working for herself, but also still like having these other past experiences that while negative have affected her in an ultimately positive way because she's figured out how to be a strong person, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, we all know the story, <laughs> the parable of Metroid. Um, so this is like a, an unusually positive game for me to be playing during that time. And I really glommed onto it as a result because I was like, yeah, I'm living alone. Samus is alone. I can totally do this. And um, so I, you know, played all these Metroid games. And um, did you start in order? I, I did not start in order. I started with the Prime games. Oh, wow. Because okay. I liked shooters. And yeah, I was sure. like, these are probably the ones I like. And then after that, I did Super Metroid. And then I did all the other ones. Um, but I, I mean, that was a weird order to do, too. But I think it was kind of cool because... It's part of why I kind of glommed onto Super Metroid for this musical, too, because Super Metroid is about Samus returning to her old home and um, going through her things, basically, and um, sort of protecting it. And and that, that really resonated with me during that time as well, even though I know some people aren't as into Super Metroid because it also has this storyline about Samus being kind of maternal towards the Metroid and... Some people think that's like the beginning of the end in terms of Samus's uh, eventual storyline with the PTSD and whatnot. And that, that may be, but um, I, I still think there are some themes there that are, that are really cool. And uh, playing it during that time in my life was really important to me. Um, and yeah, I think that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> it would it so obviously then when you played the game you sort of already knew you know one of the original twists of that series yes, of you know I did. that did. that you know that she's, there, she's a I woman never got underneath. to have the moment of like childhood where I didn't know that. I always knew that. Um but that's okay I think. I I mean I I don't know if that twist would... It probably doesn't have as much weight. You know, <laughs> I don't know if it matters it, as much it these days, right. but it's still very cool, though. I mean, it, I, I honestly, I still think that that's a cool thing. And I think, um, you know, part of the reason I, you know, it seems like a lot of people 
project so much of themselves into her because, you know, she's just a very, because of the lack of characterization for her, I think a lot of people kind of find their way through her in terms of what kind of character they want her to be, which sounds like, you know, a little bit of what you've done as well. Yeah. And I don't think that's a bad thing, actually. I I mean, I, I know that a lot of a lot of people don't like characters like Master Chief because, like, there's just so... There's no there there. Like, you're just supposed to put everything onto him. Um, and, and Samus has some similarities in that she just has so little characterization. But what distinguishes the Metroid games to me is that they're... I mean, the music of the Metroid games is incredible. Um, and that alone kind of provides a character and an atmosphere to the games that you almost don't need dialogue, you know? Like, I, I mean, if you just listen to the soundtrack to Super Metroid, at least if I do, then I, I just remember those moments and those songs are so evocative for me that I just, I feel like I know Samus just based on the songs. I mean, you don't even really need anything else, I don't think. I, I mean, that's just good. It's good songwriting. It's good design. I, it's something that I, I don't really see developers do now. It'd be really hard to, to make a game that has no dialogue, but still has this character that resonates with people. And you sort of think about why that is and why that worked for people at with the first Metroid and with Super Metroid and I mean, obviously, some of the other games have started to have dialogue. Other M has a lot of dialogue, but um, those early ones, I they really didn't, and and I'm I'm not really sure why that works. I, I guess if I knew a little bit more about game design, I might be able to to put it into technical terms why it's so effective. But it's like I can only talk, think of it in emotional terms, you know, because it, it's uh, it's just aesthetically it. it like the the combination of loneliness and determination it is it's just throughout that game just and the i don't know i i sound like such a nerd right now. <laughs> well, it's, you know, it's, it's certainly you know an early example of like doing a lot with very little absolutely uh, in, in which you know it's you know when we usually think of you know like the term minimalism you know mm -hmm. we think of something that's very stripped down and and i guess you know if you look at the metroid series relative to you know, the dialogue heavy, story heavy games, you know, in, in 2014 that emulate Hollywood and things of that nature. Uh, it does feel minimalistic, but uh, it is that sense of there's just enough there so that the, the player becomes a part of that world and brings themselves into that world. And it defines certain rules, but not too many of them and doesn't box the character or the world in too much that the player can't bring a lot of themselves to it. Yeah. And I think that's, I mean, it was obviously a big inspiration to me as a songwriter, just like listening to that music and that character was so evocative to me. Um, and I mean, it, it inspired me to write songs of my own that I, I don't know that they're they're quite in the same style, but I, I mean, they're kind of similar. But I, I mean, just the fact that somebody could create a game that was so evocative to me that I just couldn't help but write a song about it is pretty darn cool even whether or not you think the songs i wrote are any good which is up for debate but <laughs> the fact the fact that that even inspired me and in that way i think is something for the creators of that game to be proud of just because it's i i don't know i still think it's one of the greatest games ever made i i i just really love the first metroid and super metroid both together and and the prime games as well are my favorite games 
So here's so here's then the ultimate question as, you know, the ultimate Metroid fan is <laughs> I mean, obviously this Don't call me that. Somebody <laughs> is going to write in and tell you that I'm pronouncing all the Metroid words wrong. I, I'm sure I am, by the way. Some of these words have never been canonically spoken aloud, so I don't actually even know how to pronounce them, which is like true. a source of constant frustration for me. Um, I remember when they finally put out the other M trailer, I was like, yes, I have been pronouncing Samus Aaron's name correctly. It's not <laughs> Samus Aran, it's Samus Aaron. But until then, we had no idea, and people were just saying Aran and Aaron and fighting each other to the death over that. Um, but it's Aaron, by the way. <laughs> that's, that's duly noted. It's a good thing I got this far without me actually saying. I, no, I mean sure I don't know. I up. don't care. I mean, already somebody jokingly tweeted at me that it's Varia, not Varia, and I'm just like, I don't know, man. <laughs> Close enough. I mean, whatever. I, in my head canon, it's Varia. Okay, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> so the, the question is then, like, you know, obviously, uh, you know. Other end was sort of proved very divisive uh, amongst the yeah. Metroid community. I, when you think about you know where, because obviously there will there will be another Metroid game like at some point. What what would you want from the next Metroid game or where that series goes next? I actually would love to see Metroid get a hard reboot as Tomb Raider did this year, just because Other M and just the way that that game played out and also unfortunately the contents of the manga um as well as sakamoto's interpretation of samus i mean i just don't agree with the direction that they took her and i think a lot of people felt that way about lara croft as well and it got to a point in in the tomb raider games where people were just like we just got to start over you know like they made a lot of games and people were still like we don't know what's going on with Lara Croft. We can't connect with her anymore. And I think so many people were disappointed by Other M. Like, so many Metroid fans were like, what? This is really where all this was heading? This is how you see Samus? This isn't how we see her. Um, and people were disappointed. And even people who read the manga, like me, were probably disappointed by it and didn't agree with it. I mean, I, I know that just from talking to other Metroid fans that I'm not the only person who feels this way. Um so I, I think it, it would be better to just start over again. I still think that the story of the Metroid games, like the core story, is really great. I mean, it's classic sci-fi, like, I guess, cliche in a sense, like, you know, a kid whose parents are killed and then they're raised by aliens and they become a warrior. I mean, that's kind of classic story. But I, I think that there are still pieces of it that are really compelling. I, I mean, the relationship between Samus and Mother Brain has always been really interesting to me. It's the part of the manga that I do like is that it sort of explores that. And um, her relationship with the Chozo, I mean, that's so cool. Like a game about her growing up there would be really neat. And it's something that we haven't really seen in a game. And I, I just, I mean, I really liked the Tomb Raider reboot that we saw this year. It, I, it wasn't perfect, but I, I thought there were some really cool things about it. And that reboot proved that you can make a AAA game with a woman lead and tell a really compelling story that resonates with people and not just have her, you know fall to pieces every five seconds. Now, of course, the version of Laura that they did do does kind of spend the first several hours of the game falling to pieces and I, I think maybe we should think about why we feel so comfortable making our female characters do that but not our male characters right That's probably a bigger question I, I would love to see a game about Marcus Phoenix falling to pieces um, <laughs> 
no joke. I actually would. I would love that. Um, falling to pieces is a pretty good subtitle. Gears of yeah, War. Yeah, Gears of War. I, I mean, like, I don't know. I, I should write a, an open letter to Tom Bissell and tell him to, to write that game next. I, I don't know. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I, I think that it's, it's like we, we want to tell these emotional stories in games, even AAA games. And we tend to feel more comfortable putting this really emotional story into a game about with a woman protagonist because like we think it's okay for women to show emotion but we don't think it's okay for men to do that and i think that's kind of weird and sad <laughs> and it would be cool to have a game about a woman who maybe has a traumatic past i mean you know marcus and dom have traumatic pasts you know lots of call of duty protagonists have traumatic pasts as well and um they do okay i think it'd be cool to have a samus who does okay i think it'd be cool to have male characters who don't do okay i mean there are different ways to tell that story right mm -hmm. but i do i do think that metroid i obviously think it's great i just i think that it would be so cool to have a reboot and um yeah i would like to write the music for it so <laughs> <laughs> if anybody, that's your way of reconciling the the copyright if infringement if it's like, i'll just is. come in and do it yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll, I would be interested if Nintendo should approach me to either sue me or hire me. I would be very interested. They'll get you an orchestra. <laughs> I would love that. Um, but Teach you that, how to play guitar. I Yeah, finally get me the guitar lessons and, and probably more <laughs> lessons in, in Pro Tools because I would really like to learn more about Pro Tools because I'm kind of winging it. But YouTube tutorials are really, really good these days, you know? I, I use it for Adobe Premiere all the time. I know. Like, Wait, where did what this did we do with Where did YouTube? this menu go? Like, oh, let me just type this into <laughs> YouTube and watch this 23-minute video to scrub through. It's like, Perfect. oh, there's no control F for a YouTube video. <laughs> they're they're going to fix that one of these days. I figure um, at some point, yeah. But yeah, the I if anybody does want to start recording music, they're... Pro Tools itself is expensive, but learning how to use it wasn't as hard as it was a few years ago. Now that you can just Google things and find the YouTube link, it's pretty good. Um, so I encourage your listeners to go forth and, and write the video game musicals that they've always dreamed of because I've proved it's possible. Try and do something even <laughs> nerdier than Maddie. That is, that is the... <laughs> that is my challenge. I don't know... If it's possible, and I'm not proud of that, <laughs> I'm not proud of that. I think I don't know. Is it's weird, embrace, right? Like it's weird that it. I did this. <laughs> it's weird in a good way, though, right? I mean, I love that shows the two the... times you've had me on your show have been to talk about like the two most embarrassing aspects of my life. You're trying to make it so that if anyone Google's me, they're like, "Wow, Maddie's a huge nerd." Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. So it, when you do like the Google autocomplete, it'll just you type in Maddie Myers and it'll say he is a huge nerd. Exactly. Yeah, it's fine. Just like I, mine I, says Patrick Klupik is annoying. So you know everyone's got. Oh everyone's wow! Is that really yours? Well, it's one of them. <laughs> I think you should be proud of that. Well, I am definitely. You just got to see. That's what I'm encouraging you. You have to just double down on this. Stuff. Okay. Okay. So I. Uh, well, uh, speaking of doubling down, I actually would still really like to do a full-length album version of this EP with more instruments. I really would. Um, so if people buy it, then that would indicate to me that that is something that people want. Um, I do have, I mean, I have a full band. I know someone who plays guitar and drums because they're in my band. Um, and I know people who play other instruments, too. And I think it would be really great if I finally recorded the other songs that I wrote for the musical. Even if it can't be a stage musical, I'd love to do like a full concept album. I'd love to cast somebody as Ridley and cast somebody as Mother Brain, as it were. 
maybe hire a small child to be a Metroid. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever one goes about doing something like that. I don't know how people find small children. I'm I'm interested, but that's not in great, a creepy way. Not in a creepy way, but like on, you know, yes, I think like, you should I think you should open open with that. Yeah. Maddie Myers seeks small child to play Metroid in in nerd thing. <laughs> Benny Myers wants to find small children. Can you help? <laughs> oh, my God. Um, I hear you can make them from scratch, but I'm not interested in that. Have you, maybe uh, you can I, look it up on YouTube. Maybe they have. <laughs> There's some tutorials. Okay. Um, anyway, so <laughs> if, people want, if people would be interested in a full-length album version of this with more songs, um, I would love to record them. Uh, so yeah, maybe that's something people want. I don't know. I actually don't know <laughs> if people well, want that or not. Find out one way or the other. I, I would, I would love to see you write this concept album and then do your full stage production. Yeah. Maybe I can perform it at MAGFest or something. I, I just like a one-time only performance and then, you know, Nintendo reps fly in on black helicopters <laughs> and they're like, shut it down. This you just is tear not everything real down Samus. Right in the middle. I think this that... is a rogue production of of Metroid. <laughs> Sakamoto himself is going to come and he's going to shut it down. He might actually, but I I, all... I have no idea how they would react if I did that. Like <laughs> I kind of want to try it just to see. Like what if I did no publicity ahead of time and I just like showed up somewhere and did a huge production of it? What would they do? I don't know. They might be so impressed that they'd just be like, "Let it happen," you know? <laughs> see, there's only one way to find out. There is. So hopefully it'll happen someday. And, and when you least expect it, suddenly a Metroid musical will arise. See, I'm I'm looking forward to not expecting that. <laughs> okay, cool. You're gonna star in it though. That's cool, right? That's fine. I'll go ahead. I'll agree to that right now. I'll do it. Pop- you're gonna you're gonna be Samus. It's gonna be a weird. <gasps> you're gonna <pick> the script. <laughs> yeah, you're you'll be fine. You know it. It's fine. So my Google autocomplete can be Patrick Klepek is Samus. Yeah. I think that would be a good one. Perfect. Just Why can't Patrick Klepek crawl, though? That's what everybody <laughs> wants to know. Awesome. All right. Well, Maddie, as always, I, I appreciate your time and, and uh, you chiming in on this. We're, so people can download this on Bandcamp, right? That's where they should go. And, and That's right. MaddieMyers.BandCamp.com. Awesome. All right. Well, as always, thanks for your time, and uh, we will chat soon. Hope Maybe, maybe about something less uh, nerdy next time. <laughs> We'll, we'll strive. Yeah, yeah let's talk about something nerd. cool next time, like sports or whatever. Yeah, I don't all right. know. The sports cast <laughs> with Maddie and Patrick is, is coming soon. Oh, God. Soon. <laughs> let's not do that. All right, cool. Thanks right. for having me on, as always. Of course. All right, take care, Maddie.